This is Andy Thomas from the Masculine Journey podcast, where we discover what it means to be a wholehearted man. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Uh, Once again, God has given us a phenomenal lineup here today on Kingdom Pursuits, so... Coming up in the on the bottom of the hour, it's going to be God in Hollywood with Paul Long, Brad Silverman, and their guest, Tyler Sansom. So we're going to get to hear that. I'm very much looking forward to that. And we got Stu Epperson coming up. He's going to be talking about Wake Forest Church Day event that's actually going on today. And we have all kinds of tickets to give away for that. So you want to listen to win for that. And then we have with us... A brand new podcast with the Truth Network podcast. It's called Jesus Break the Chains and Michael Bowman. So welcome, Michael. How you doing today, Robbie? I am excited. To be good. I, I, me too. I, I just want to first thank you for, for having me on your show. And I've been reading all about uh, all the things you're doing in, in the ministry, and, and I'm really excited for it. I am too. I've heard so many good things about your story, and we have several friends in common, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. You know, I guess we'll just jump into our riddles here so then, then we can get to your story. But, you know, you can imagine that speaking of chains, right? Because Jesus break the chains, right? We're going to do a few chain jokes here. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So. Speak free if you if you think you know this. You know the name of the hotel chain, La Quinta. Do you know what that means in English? Have you thought about that, Sean? No. La Quinta. Do you know what it means in English, Michael? Uh, well, I think it means the check. <laughs> I think it, it actually means next to Denny's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know... If people are going to take offense, I'm just saying, you know, would that be a chain link or a picket? There you go. <laughs> and this is really good. You're going to really like this one, I think, Sean. It's right up most young people's alley. Why did all of the pizza chains fall? You know, all the, you know, pizza chains that they had. Why do, why do you think they fell? Too many topping? Too much top heaviness? Uh, no. Want to give a shot, Michael? Man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I've, I've told it was a domino effect. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. So, uh, speaking of you, after all those bad jokes, you're probably going to have a chain reaction of some kind. So, we have so many tickets to, to give away. We're just figuring we'll give you an easy question. And you can, there are lots and lots of answers to this, so we got so many to give away. All you need to do is call in and tell us, or to name any chain in the Bible, any chain whatsoever that you think is mentioned in the Bible. We would love to hear it at 866-348-7884. We have these Wake Forest tickets we want to give away. And uh, 
Sean, you can tell them a little bit more, you know, okay. Yeah, so the Duke Blue Devils are coming to town to take on the Winston or the Wake Forest uh, Demon Deacons, I believe they are. And it's a four o'clock kickoff. Uh, I'm not sure the name of the field, but it's right in Winston-Salem, so it's not too far from our studio. So come in, ga- grab your ticket, go to the game. It'll be great. Yeah, plus you got the Church Day event where Stu Epperson is actually the MC, and we're going to hear from him at 11.15. So, yeah, and from what I understand, Wake Forest is undefeated. And so, and I know that Duke's a pretty good team, so this is a real opportunity, real game that's coming up. So all you have to do is tell us any chain in the Bible. It's a really easy question, okay? Just any chain, 866. The lines aren't lit up, Song. I'm shocked. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So, Michael, I'm told you have a phenomenal story. And so... Why don't you share that? Tell our listeners kind of how you got to where you are. Well, um, you know, I'm I'm a I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and you know, Texas is big for football, and I excelled in the sport, and you know, grew up loving the Dallas Cowboys and the SMU Mustangs, and was very successful through my high school years, and went and played college football three years at Southern Methodist University. And then we had the death penalty during back in that time, and I spent one year at the University of Georgia, um, and and did very well. And uh, my senior year, I was team captain of the SMU Mustangs, offensive MVP, and ended up getting drafted into the Canadian Football League, and uh, went up to the Edmonton Eskimos into training camp, and I only lasted about a week, and I was pretty. Uh, devastated by that. I thought I was going to be a professional football player. I came back to the United States and, and began uh, using drugs. I had always used drugs um, recreationally, or I thought they was recreationally, not knowing what was about to happen to me. And, and very quickly after I returned back from Canada, I, I fell into addiction and into crack cocaine. I became addicted to crack cocaine, and for 25 years, um, uh, lived that life in and out of uh, drug rehabilitation centers, jails, prisons, and even a few mental hospitals along the way. And the last time that I landed in prison was in 2013, about eight years ago, and I finally surrendered my life to Jesus Christ on the prison chapel floor. I just cried out to the Lord in surrender and said, I, said, I can't do this anymore. I hate my life. I hate this world. I hate myself. Um, I don't want it anymore. All I want is you, Lord. If you will save me, I will serve you the rest of the days of my life. And in that moment, uh, the Lord heard my cry, and he moved on me, and and I was able to kind of come up off the ground. I was laying on the ground crying and weeping to him. And when I came up and stood up for the very first time, I I felt his presence in the most profound way. And, And from that day on, my chains were broken, and I have not had a desire to use drugs or alcohol. Uh, since that day when I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. He did break the chains. Yeah, and the neat thing is that now, you know, you've been comforting other people with the comfort that you receive, right? Because you actually go yeah. around the world doing this. Well, this is, I know, and it's, I never knew when I laid on my face in that prison ch- on that prison chapel floor what the Lord had in store for me. I, I'd, I'd read in the Word, and I had, the prison ministers come in and speak to me and tell me how good my life would be um, if I just gave it to Jesus and let him have it. But I, I could not, I wasn't ready for, for what 
he was going to do in my life. Uh, I, I came out and I went into a discipleship home um, called Texas Reach Out Ministries here in Austin, Texas, and uh, went through that program, joined a spirit-filled church, and uh, went to Bible college, earned my bachelor's in theology, and became a licensed ordained minister. And I go into the Texas prison system and preach. And then on top of that, um, I have made some relationships Well, the Lord did it, connected me with some people in Liberia, West Africa, and now I'm a missionary in Liberia, West Africa, and I work with the drug-addicted population of that co- country, the former child soldiers who, were, who became addicted to drugs during the Civil War, and the men, women, and children that are living in the ghettos and cemeteries that are addicted to drugs, and we have many projects going over there. Actually, I'll be there. I'm, I'm leaving for Liberia in nine days. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited what the Lord's uh, done in my life. And yes, it's, he, he uses broken people to help fix broken people because I understand what's going on in the mind and hearts and soul of a drug addict because I did it for 25 years. And so I can, I can identify with that. I know their struggles, and they know that I've been where they are. And, and they build hope from a story, not just my story. It's the same way that I built hope when the people would come in and speak to me in prison, the prison ministers, and tell me about how they overcame uh, prison, how they overcame their own addictions, and how Jesus changed their lives. And so, like you said, the domino effect, it's a domino effect. What happens is one person's story, one prison minister's story, touched my life, and now my life will start touching others' lives, and then it's the domino effect and the multiplier that that, that goes on throughout the kingdom and people right. and uh, you know, coming to the Lord. It is just an amazing story. Well, we got to go to a break. We have Amy Cabo with a cure. She's going to sh- share what's coming up at one o'clock. And we got Stu Epperson coming up in the next segment and more from Michael Bowman. Then don't forget, we got God in Hollywood coming up at the bottom of the hour with Paul Long, Brad Silverman, and Tyler Sampson. So, so much more. Kingdom Pursuits coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And we got so much loaded on Kingdom Pursuits today. God in Hollywood's coming up in the next segment with Paul Long, Brad Silverman, and Tyler Sanson. And now we've got Michael Bowman, and just in a moment, we're going to have Stu Epperson talking about Wake Forest Church Day. Michael Bowman's new podcast, by the way, is Jesus Break the Chains, and you can find that all at kingdompursuits.com. You can get linked up to Jesus Break the Chains, <laughs> just saying. But anyway, we got Amy Cabo with us. She's got a great show coming up. Amy, what do you got on tap for us today? Well, hello, Robbie. Today we're going to speak about the intruder in our head that produced negative thoughts. Oh, wow. It starts with a terrible tooth, and it's the reason millions of people suffer from depression, and they can have this intruder live in their heads for their entire life, which I call pickpocket. But we're also going to discuss how does the intruder thrive during this COVID-19 pandemic and what to do about it. That is awesome. And again, Amy's show is live and it's going to be on at one o'clock. You can call in and share just like you do with our shows. Um, and we'd love to have you listen in today at one o'clock. Thank you, Amy. God bless. 
Excellent. You too. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye. So I know that you're, if you're like me, you're like, how come nobody is called in to win these tickets and talk about the chains that are in the Bible? This is a pretty easy question, okay? I'll give you a few hints. There's several references in the New Testament, you know, where people were in chains, just saying. And then there's lots of references in the Old Testament because people wore chains around their necks. Eight six six three four eight. We got tickets to give away, guys. We, you know, you can go see Wake Forest. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. So, Michael, I'm really curious when you when you when you go to Africa, and and those people that are addicted, um, you still see a big similarity in the, the addiction that they have to the one that you had. Addiction is addiction, and it it affects us all the same. We are all the same. And uh, I can I just tell you this I what I saw in Liberia and there's a lot of poverty. It's very difficult uh, in that population because there's so much poverty uh, um, in that country. And so drug addiction is as, uh, exacerbated uh, greatly over there. But I just say when I saw those people, I knew that. If I was addicted to drugs and had I been born in Liberia, I'd be right where they are because drug addicts, we go where the drugs are. I would have been in the tombs. I would have been in the in the cemeteries. I would have been in those ghettos because that's what happens when you get addicted to drugs is, is you go to where the drugs are and your life gets broken down and, and everything's stripped away from you and you become a drug addict with all the other uh, drug addicted people. And, and so, do you have an interpreter that works with you there? Or how do you how do you communicate with these guys? Well, they speak English in Liberia. It's their first language. Oh, uh, I don't know if, if everybody knows the history of Liberia, but uh, Liberia was founded by uh, emancipated slaves, American slaves, uh, and freeborn blacks um, from from the United States in, in the early 1800s, and became the first. Um, free republic in africa so there is a, a great history uh with like between liberia and america the first six presidents of the republic of liberia were all from america well that shows so how much English. i know <laughs> yeah they also that's they awesome. also speak um the dialects of the different tribes because when they uh uh came to liberia the the american came to Liberia, they mixed in with the indigenous people, and there were 16 different tribes with 16 different dialects. So they all speak a dialect of their tribe, and they all speak English. And so it's just been great. No no need for an interpreter, and the communication is great, and I, I'm just enjoying uh, myself over oh, there. Oh, that sounds awesome. I did not know that, but that's cool that they speak yeah. English. Well, we have Scott is in Winston-Salem, may have an answer for us on this chain, you know, we need a chain reaction out of Scott is what we need. So, Scott, <laughs> what you got for us? Good morning, Robbie, and happy birthday. Great show. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. So, um, well, I just thought I'd take a stab at it. Um, I guess the chains are, are very symbolic in the Bible. Um, rings and chains in general. Um, I was thinking when Pharaoh gave the uh, ring and the chain to Joseph. That's the first time. You're exactly right, Scott. And it, yeah, isn't that, it is very symbolic. Because they yeah, would, uh, 
Yeah, they would end up with a lot of chains uh, as a result of that particular chain. Um, and and fortunately, Jesus ended up breaking those chains too, didn't he, Scott? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Well, great. Well, we got some tickets for you. I'm going to put you on hold, and, and Sean will tell you how to get those. And I appreciate you calling in so much today. Well, Great show, and I love it, and you're doing a great job, and happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Scott. I appreciate that very, very much. So getting back to Michael, um, so I, I, I'm i curious. You had mentioned the death sentence at SMU. I guess I, I'm a little bit ignorant, but what, what, there sounded like there was a story in there, too. Yes, it, it's, uh, it was probably at the time one of the most talked about events in sports at the time, the death penalty, when Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, uh, had their football program killed for two years because of violations, recruiting violations, paying players, things that were going on all over college football at the time. But SMU got caught with their hands in the cookie jar, and they, they killed the program. And it devastated the football program for many, many years. But just like your Wake Forest uh Deeks are seven and zero. My SMU Mustangs are seven and zero right now, ranked twentieth in the country. So it's been a resurrection of the program. And matter of fact, I went back. I, I uh, the death penalty happened in nineteen eighty six when I was a true freshman at SMU, and I played as a true freshman. And uh, when, then when the death penalty came, I went to University of Georgia and played there in nineteen eighty seven. And then I returned back to help the program come off the death penalty. And uh, and found good success there. So, what happened in Calgary? Do you think? Well, it was just one of those things where I, I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. Um, I at the time I had my addiction was starting to uh, move into my life uh, before I went, and you know I was doing. Uh, drugs and drinking. I was through drugs, recreation, and drinking. And I went up there and I just wasn't in the greatest shape or the mindset. There were professionals up there and they were very talented and they were big and strong. And this is what they did for a living. And I was totally unprepared for that. I had what I, I just, and I got cut after a week. Wow. So take, can you take us back into prison for a minute i know i'm jumping all around but i don't have a lot of time so yeah. i forgot to cover as much ground as i could so, yeah so was there something that you know obviously you'd been through a bunch of programs you'd heard about jesus like for years was there something in particular in those those last days that you feel like made an impact or, or got through the clutter so that you actually saw that there was hope in jesus that you hadn't seen before well i'd run out of everything else I had tried in my life. And I was so tired and so broken and so hurt. And I really didn't want to live anymore. I told the Lord when I was laying on my face, I said, Lord, if I'm going to walk out of this prison this time, because I've been to prison before and it didn't work. Um, I said, if I'm going to wa walk out of this prison and I'm going to go smoke drugs again, kill me now. I want you to take my life now. I can't do it anymore. But if you will save me, I will serve you the rest of the days of my life. So I just had come to the end. I didn't want to live anymore as a drug addict. I, I couldn't do it. The weight of that sin was so heavy. I was so crushed and so broken. 
and so pressed down that I, I couldn't do it anymore. And that was it. It was just, it was that, the uh, like the scripture says, godly sorrow produces repentance that leads to salvation, that leaves no regrets. And it just came, the, the actions in my life and the decisions I had made my whole life, all those decisions put me in that prison. I did it to myself. When I looked in the mirror and I stopped blaming everything else and everyone around me, and I looked in the mirror and said, it's your problem, Michael. You did this. You did this. And I took full responsibility. The weight of that was so overwhelming that it just brought me to my knees in surrender. And I finally just surrendered and said, I, I need you, Lord. You're all I have. He's the only hope I had. I tried everything else. And, and so in your new podcast, which obviously is Jesus Break the Chains, you can go to truthnetwork.com and, and find out more about that. But what kind, of, what kind of stuff goes on on your podcast? Well, we just talk about testimonies and uh, how we can use our testimonies as a powerful tool to help God draw others to Him, and He'll use it. And, and not to be ashamed of your past. Um, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. The, the shame and the guilt of your past is what keeps you locked in your addiction. When you can um, take this scripture and own this scripture, then you understand now you have had a separation of the old man and the new man. And so you don't have to carry that old man with you and all the shame and guilt. The shame and guilt is in the old man. When that old man has passed away, he's dead and gone. Then you can just refer to him to bring glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You're going to get me preaching here. <laughs> <laughs> so again, the name of the podcast is Jesus Break the Chains. You guys have two episodes so far? Two episodes, and, and I'll be in the studio um, uh, recording more shortly. That is absolutely awesome. Again, you can find that at the Truth Network podcast page. So, we got God in Hollywood coming up with Paul Long, Brad Silverman, and Tyler Sampson coming up in the next segment. So, stay tuned, Michael. Thank you so much for being with us today. God bless. Thank you. God bless. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. After decades of serving the Hollywood system, these insiders at Kappa Studios are now unashamed to live for Christ, right at the epicenter of the film and television industry. This is God in Hollywood. How fun today in God in Hollywood. We have Brad and Paul and a new, a new guest, Tyler. Uh, Brad, take it away. Robbie, always good to hear your voice, my brother. You have like this soothing voice. And it just makes my Saturday morning here in California. <laughs> I'm so glad. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us, Robbie. You're the best, man. Well, Robbie, you're going to love this. We have a very cool guest with us today. Okay. His name is Tyler Sansom. And Tyler, he's a former college football player, which alone is cool for me anyway. But he spent the last nine years as a cooler in full-time ministry. And he was recently called to be the lead pastor of his church in Indiana. Okay, But here's what's interesting. Along the way, somehow, Tyler found the time to rally his church in Indiana to make a movie. Wow. And Robbie, as you know, Paul and I, we... we, we, we spend our time, we were looking for film and television projects that'll impact the culture for Christ. And 
even though we're the Hollywood guys, we're finding these projects really pretty much all over the planet. And so we, we, we stumble across Tyler and his film. And at Kappa Studios, we were just privileged to be able to help him finish it. And we did it through our Christian Film Finishing Fund. We had a donor step up and give money toward Tyler's film. And we'll talk about that later. But that, that's really not why we're here to talk about it. Well, it's not what we're here we're to talk about. See, because Tyler did something that blew us away. He did something with his movie after it was complete that was so different, so unique, so wonderful that we were just so touched and we just wanted everyone to hear his story. So, Tyler, man, first, thank you, brother, for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Cool, man. Well, look, your film's called A Father's Fight. So tell everyone, just well, what's the film about? Yeah, the film is about a down-on-his-luck former um, promising boxer. And we get to meet him when he's at the end of his boxing career, and he's chosen a life of addiction over uh, his marriage, over his kids, that kind of thing. And he gets one last chance um, to, to fight an old rival, and uh, his trainer kind of teaches him how to fight for things that actually matter, like his faith and his family. Um, so the movie's about boxing, but it's really about uh, a man stepping up and becoming a better husband and father. All right. Great movie. It's on, what, Amazon Prime now. I know it's getting a ton of amazing reviews on IMDb and Amazon. And we'll definitely tell everyone where they can watch it. But check this out, Robbie. So Paul and I, obviously, we've been in the business for many, 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 many years. Some filmmakers open their movies in theaters, some maybe on television, some even in our space, they might even open it in a church. But Tyler, with this heart for ministry and for people, he opens his film at the Harrison County Correctional Facility. Oh, wow. I know. There's more. It's a jailhouse um, open. <laughs> a jailhouse right. open. Dude, Tyler, man, what in the world? What? How did that even come about? What made you decide to open this film in a jail? Yeah, man, we uh, we really wanted the people that we wrote the movie for to see it first. So um, it's a challenge specifically for fathers, but really for adults in general to start choosing their families and, uh, and their, their marriages and things like that over things like addiction or uh, whatever they're caught up in. And uh, we thought there'd be no better audience possible to see that, that would need to hear that message more than the people that are incarcerated that need that hope. And so uh, we worked out a deal to where we got to not only in person show it uh, locally at the, the local jail, but it got to be on every inmate's tablet in the state of Indiana. So about 29,000 <laughs> inmates got to, a chance to watch it. This is why we love this guy. This, is, <laughs> this guy is a fire eater, man. Well, this is why I love Kappa Studios, and this is why I love the Christian Film Finishing Fund. Like, oh my gosh, how amazing, Tyler! What a what a what an opportunity, and what an open door God gave you. Um, oh yeah, because sure. that's no easy thing to get into. I can assure you. Yeah, it was a it was a whole God thing. Um, it was one of those deals where we said, "What if we did it in the the local jail that turned into." Uh, through a couple of chaplains <laughs> getting in the hands of every inmate in the state, which is just crazy to think about. Wow. Uh, no other way that would have happened without God stepping in. 
So yeah, go ahead, Robbie. I I think I heard it right. Is it a father's life? A father's fight. Fight. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> a father's fight, and and you said it's on Amazon Prime, and then how do you say that? IMGb. Yeah, IMDb is just that's an international movie database. So that's kind of where um, you can see reviews and things like that for it. Because I, I know, you know that guys, I've got to go to a father's fight now on Amazon Prime. I watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, this is every father's fight. I think the ideas of addiction and all that stuff are there. That's a key point of Tyler's film. But I think this translates and transfers into every father because there are a lot of good things that we can do that take us away from our family take us away from reading the Word of God and serving God and being that Father that the Scripture is very clear about. And and so I think that's what we love about this film. It's, it's multi-dimensional. It goes off in every direction. And yeah, having the guys in the jail, awesome. That is awesome. But there's just a whole other set of rings around that movie that I think are going to go forth, and God would use it in a mighty way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Tyler, man, there's one specific part of the jail opening that always, that literally, Robbie, I've told the story a number of times, and when I get to one point, I actually get choked up every time I hear it or even say it. Tyler, I want to hear from you, though. Like, you open the film at the, you know, live at the facility, and talk about that week and the three times you came back. Sure. So we have, because of COVID, we could not um, open it, like, prison-wide. We had to do it in segments. So we, by the end of that week, I had watched it like 48 times or something crazy <laughs> <laughs> because you could only fit like 30 people in, in the room and social distance. So they'd watch it and we'd stay for another showing and another showing. But um, we gave an invitation time. I actually brought some of the cast and crew with me into the, into the prison. Um, many of them, it was the first time they'd ever done any kind of jail ministry. And we gave an invitation time and inmates were coming forward and like, cast members that had never prayed with people before were praying with people and we ended up baptizing uh, 13 inmates uh, on the third night which was incredible yeah so you know, i don't know if it's just me guys but every time i hear that i literally just now i got chills when he said and we ended up baptizing 13 inmates on that third night well i'm trying to picture a baptism in in the how did that how did you facilitate <laughs> that yeah so that that's a Prison baptisms are, are often the most makeshift things ever. This one was actually in a horse trough. So it was a <laughs> horse trough filled with water. <laughs> it's the old story in the Bible of, well, there's water over there. Why not do it right now? That was kind of the mindset yeah. we had. <clears throat> did, you, did you see that coming at all, Tyler? Um, I did not see the baptisms come in at all. I mean, I had prayed and hoped. Um, I actually I, I posted There's a, a large Facebook group for Christian filmmakers, and I— posted in there like hey we're doing this jail thing will you guys pray for life changes so i know we had filmmakers from all over the country praying specifically that night um so i i think there's power in in knowing that when we come together and pray for god to make a move that he will so i didn't i didn't know it was going to happen but i was expecting that the holy spirit would do something oh great and the power of the cast being there um with those small groups what an impact Right, that all yeah. these people cared enough about about me to to show yeah. up. I mean, that's just it's it's the generosity of that is just phenomenal, wow. and, and it's really guys, good for them as well. I mean, discipleship yeah. wise, huge huge for my cast. This shows the power of film, guys. 
it just it just bears witness once again the power of story. Or you can say that again. Again, the movie is called A Father's Fight. You can see it on Amazon Prime or IMGB, um, which, again, if you've got a fire stick, you can do that. So we got more with Tyler. I'm sure everybody wants to hear the scene just like I do. So thank you, Brad. Paul, we'll be right back with more Kingdom Pursuits. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. After decades of serving the Hollywood system, these insiders at Kappa Studios are now unashamed to live for Christ, right at the epicenter of the film and television industry. This is God in Hollywood. Welcome back, Brad and Paul. And now we got Tyler Sampson. So, Brad, take us away. You got it, man. This is um, so, so as you know, Robbie, we, Paul and I, we, we involve ourselves in massive projects and, and things that are all over the world and all over the planet. But, man, what Tyler's doing right now, the impact he's having, this is our heartbeat at Kappa and the Christian Film Finishing Fund. This, I mean, we've told, of all the projects we're involved with, this one, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, Tyler, but we talk about you all the time, man. We're like, <laughs> this is what gets us going. This is what, as Paul likes to say, this is, what, this is why we get up in the morning. So, like, Tyler, there's one more thing that, that, that really touched me as well. You had two cousins involved in this project. And I just read about this, like, online. This is, like, last week. And I was like, oh, dude, man, God is not done with a father's fight. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Your I do, yeah. Crazy involved. story. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Travis Hancock was the lead of the movie, and um, we were casting his trainer, so the, the two main roles. We had one of them. We were looking nationwide for, for his trainer, and we had like 93 people audition, like a ton of people submitted, and we cast a guy named John French um, who lives about five hours from us. And without knowing it, we cast Travis's third cousin that they hadn't seen each other in 25 years. So, one, God used this movie to connect cousins who hadn't seen each other in a quarter of a century, uh, which was amazing. But we did a a script read um, before we started shooting, and through that script read, uh, John, who we cast as the trainer, broke down and said, uh, after the, the, after it was over, came up to me and said that he would uh, he would like to give his life to Jesus. He's been going to church since he was a little kid and never made a decision for Christ. And something about that script spoke to him that evening and being around our people. So uh, his cousin Travis actually got to baptize him about two months later on set, which was uh, one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. Man, you can't see God's <laughs> providence all over that. It's like, oh my, I am, you know, there's just so many ways that God's favor is over this this project. Um, are there plans to put it into more prisons? Well, we got it in every prison in Indiana. Um, and so we, we had a theatrical release as well. Um, so we did the whole prison thing a week before we did the theaters. Um, so right now we don't have any more plans to put it um, into any more prisons, but it's still available on the tablets for the inmates in the state of Indiana. So any prisoner in Indiana can still view the film. Hey, Tyler, I know a yeah. guy. 
after the show's over, call me up. I know a guy. They're <laughs> for the prison. That's awesome. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, you know, look, this, this maybe I'm just going to come out and say it, man. What I loved was that when a donor stepped up, Robbie, like we, we put the film out there, right? And a donor steps up and says, yeah, I want to help this film. And I don't know how to transition the conversation. I don't want to make it about us or the fun. This is about the Lord and what the Lord is doing. But, man, we couldn't have even been a part of this if not for donors stepping up to the Christian Film Finishing Fund. So you can imagine, Robbie, having a front row seat to this and watching God work through a donor to, to give to the fund and then you know, allowing us to be able to, to help him get right. He was already there. He did all the heavy lifting. Tyler did all the heavy lifting. We just kind of helped to get a little bit to the finish line there. But to watch um, God work through the fund, allowing us to be a part of it, we had no idea of this very, very specific plan or anything. But, I mean, if anyone's out there, we always encourage anyone. You can check out kappastudios.com. Go to the – you'll see the tab, the Christian Film Finishing Fund. You can see what that's all about. And if you're – if anyone's moved to give to Tyler and Project like Tyler, they can make the tax-deductible donation you know, to the fund. All right, there's my shameless plug. But this no, is way it's, it's, I couldn't, I couldn't have said it any better, Brad, because here's the deal. Just like – you know, God used that connection to put cousins together. He's using this connection that somebody, you know, can go to Kappa. And I would mention that Kappa is spelled with a K. Oh, um, thank you very much. It's K A P P A, and you go yep. there, and 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 very much so. You know, we air this segment on the Truth Network because we want people to have opportunity to see what God is doing in Hollywood, and to give all our listeners. You know, obviously, there's an opportunity to give financially. But prayerfully, what Tyler pointed out was happening in those prison systems. You know, everybody got to pray that God was going to do something. And 13, was it 13 baptisms? Yeah, 13. Um, and so if we can be praying for the Christian Film Finishing Fund and, and for what God is doing in Hollywood, right, Paul? I mean, that's always been your heart. That's right. And things are happening day by day and week by week. People are coalescing. Uh, people are coming to faith, and they're saying, wait a minute, I can serve God in the entertainment industry, and where do I need to go? I've got to quit doing the projects I'm doing. I've got to quit working on the shows I'm working on. And it's causing people to start to trust God instead of themselves. And that's really what this is all about. It's radical dependence on God. Wow, you guys blow me away. <laughs> i got to tell you, I'm absolutely Tyler... Man, I'm a fan already. I can hardly wait to see the movie. It is a father's fight. You can find it on Amazon Prime and IMGB. So thank you once so much, Brad and Paul and Tyler. And oh, by the way, The Chosen has a special announcement. If you got the app, you need to go find out about that because the movie theaters are selling out. So you got to find out about that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Robbie. Brad, Tyler, great to meet you. We will be hearing more next week from God in Hollywood. This is The Truth Network.